podcast with Alan Lisa. Welcome Daytona Scene Podcast. Al Smith here with Lisa Blythe. Lisa, good morning. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Whenever whatever. you're listening. Yeah, whatever. Whenever you're listening. Exactly. Drive so safely. We both have uh, have a fairly long history of doing radio, but it's fun now to be in the podcast uh, frame here and and uh, kind of change a little bit, but it's still yeah. the same thing, right? We're just talking about. And we what's don't going have on. a seven, seven second delay. No, no delays. Which is great because I used to get dropped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't say that here you can't say that here. <laughs> you can say whatever you want but yeah. uh, if you this is a new new podcast just getting it off the ground it's like birthing a baby almost we've had lots of ups and downs and twists and turns but i don't think bobby our producer here is going to be great help as he has a history in podcasting and uh, he can help us see yeah. what we can't see and do what we can't do so we look forward to, to working with him and so the intent to this podcast is to kind of sh- you know share with the audience, the people, places, and events that go on here uh, and make our community unique. And you and I are fairly involved in a lot of things. So between the two of us, I think we can cover a lot of ground and share that with people and kind of give them an idea what's going on. Maybe mm-hmm. dig a little deeper into some different subjects. To, it's like the answer to the question, what is there to do yeah, this weekend? Exactly. What's going on in Daytona what Beach? What's going on? Yes. A little later, we'll have our weekend update, which is something I started on WNDB years ago. I used to do it every Friday morning. So we're going to kind of take that and expand upon that each week and share with uh, everybody the different things going on. And of course, we're just coming off uh, uh, being sideswiped by a hurricane, um, which we were very grateful. Dorian. And yes, Dorian was, uh, now is, that, we could, is that a man or a woman? I've never known, I've never known yeah. that name before. Well, Dorian Finney-Smith was actually a basketball player. He plays for the Dallas Mavericks, oh. went to college at uh, Virginia, I think. So, and then of course the picture of Dorian Gray, which was a novel about a picture that went backwards in age as the person got older, his picture got younger. That was actually made into a movie. I think it was Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Those are the two Dorians I know, but Dorian Finney Smith is actually an active basketball player. He's a guy. They're both the guys. He's a guy. But does it really matter? No, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter at all. Really? (laughs) But I think a Dorian now is with somebody who moves very slowly and maybe meandering a little yes. bit, a little itinerant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, oh, you're pulling a Dorian. <laughs> if you're pulling it, yeah. <laughs> and those poor people in the Bahamas, I mean, that was just. Yeah. I've For them, tropical. it's a little different. I, you know, That's I, awful. I'm not making, that it, is a horrible situation. Horrible situation. And what was, have been my whole life and watched a lot of, now tropical storms notoriously just sit. We've had that happen here over the years. Where a tropical storm will just sit on you, but for a, for a hurricane, a Cat Five hurricane, to just go less than a mile an hour and sit somewhere is just—I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, so Adorian is also destructive. Yeah, exactly. But so, we we came through it well here, and I was wondering about this building, and it's doing great. And Magnolia had maybe an inch of rain. I think all of the um, all of the retention ponds did their job. Yes, in the area. And that you live downtown, mm-hmm. and it was a great concern because of the last uh, major hurricane that hit here was really kind of a freak storm. I've been downtown my whole work downtown my whole life, and it's been that was I've never seen anything like that. You know, three feet of water in stores. My family owns the Angel and Phillips Chocolate Factory, and you know what saved them on the last storm is all the all the water ran into the elevator shaft. 
Just good because they yeah. don't even use the elevator that's anymore. Right. So it actually ended up saving them because that's where all the right. water went. I didn't even know there was an elevator in there. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why it was built that way. It was engineered so that the rain would go into <laughs> it was the elevator the, uh, shaft. To take you back in time, it was, the, and this might be before you moved here, but Dunn Brothers was uh, was the local, before Home Depot and Lowe's, right. there was Dunn Brothers here locally, and that was the building where they were, and they had the whole what's now back parking lot. It used to be their whole, you know, out back where you'd go buy all the you know, household appliances and and they had the lumber yard and all that. So. Didn't they have a toy store? And they had a toy store. Yeah. And the second floor of that building was the was the where the toys always were. That's where I got my little, right. little glove back in the day. And now we have Dunn's Attic, which is everything that was yes. left from there is at Dunn's Attic. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think Wes is doing West a whole Dunn. lot of uh of getting cool things in there too. Different um, very furniture. Talented. Yes. Wes is a very talented guy. He gets uh the most amazing he can make he could take a mess of a room and make it and display it then you want to buy everything in it you know he's going to get that talent but um i have to avoid those kind of places <laughs> i got a small place yeah. i don't have room yeah. for more no more room for stuff but, but so I, no, I was gonna say for unfortunately for the storm last week a lot of people in their right mind prepared well but a lot of events were canceled yes including including your rum fest my rum fest so yes, the Rum Fest, which was going to take place on uh, Labor Day weekend in on Main Street, has now been moved to the twenty first. So two weeks out, we'll be on the twenty first, which is Saturday night, and uh, on on Main Street. So we're happy to pull that one off, and uh, everybody, you know, I didn't lose too many people. Everybody's still interested in doing it. It's always oh, a good event. Yeah, so, so. So same thing, same timing, same you know, bands and. Yeah, we're I'm gonna have a parade. Pirates. We need pirates. In I'm, a parade. I'm in need of pirates. My pirates, have, um, the crews are committed to other areas, so I'm working new crews. Who knew there'd be such problems with pirates? Yeah, who knew well, pirates were in such a, demand? <laughs> it's a tough gig. It is a tough gig. They need to get paid more. <laughs> well, I, okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> more booty. <laughs> yeah, more booty. Right, exactly. But more booty for the pirates. Hey, you guys, we had a special guest today. Let's just jump in. Yes, we do. Teresa, our good friend. Teresa Lieberman, welcome to the studio. Hi, thank you for having me. What do you think of this place? Oh, I think it's great. It's yeah. lovely. It's uh, it's not the escape room. I don't want to escape from this space. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get out. Wait till you try to leave. <laughs> well, Teresa is joining us. She is with a company called I Am Daytona, and you help make events better. Is that a good way to say it? Yes. Imagine Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a local company, brand new, uh, creative and marketing, experiential marketing company. Oh, what does experiential marketing Ooh, mean? It sounds fancy, doesn't it? Does. It does. <laughs> uh, we partner with our clients to elevate their experience through events, um, everything from creating logos, brochures, to helping them with their events. For instance, uh, we partnered with Embry-Riddle this year for their Maverick Art Festival. So we're helping them uh, have a better experience with the event. It's their second annual, and we're doing the promotions, marketing, um, the event coordination for them. And that is something Al and I have talked about a couple times about STEAM and STEM. You know, Embry-Riddle is very much a STEM-type university. It does have a a complete English and arts and letters program. Yes. However, 
they do have a lot of engineering students. And this is one way to bring the arts into the more, I guess, uh, left brain side of, of student learning. Right. So what are you going to be doing with this? So we're calling the event, uh, well, it's the Maverick Art Festival, but the theme is artology. Uh, so it's artistic expression, repertoire, and knowledge. Um, and with the thought of art, uh, excuse me, art and uh, space, art and aeronautical space um, and science. So that's the theme for this year. That'll be fun. There's your steam. There's the steam. There's the steam. Science, technology. Ask and you shall receive. Arts and manufacturing. All the good stuff. Well, Teresa also, uh, we'll get to the the details on the Art Fest, but Teresa designed the Daytona Scene logo as well, which we like. It was my pleasure. I'm glad you like it. Very much. And going to be putting together our business cards and those sorts of things. I did have an experience with one of the events that you participated in and helped with, which was the War of Art. Right. The summer series. Al and I went the last last day when Taze, is that? Taze. Taze won. Beautiful. Well, everybody was fabulous. But you're continuing that. So what's happening with the next step of the Art Fest? Well, the the whole focus of War of Art was to provide uh, artistic experience also for our community, but um, to raise funds for Volusia County School art programs. So what we did was we auctioned off the paintings and gave a large percentage of the proceeds to Volusia County Schools for their art programs, actually buying the products, not giving them the money. We felt that the products would go a lot further than just giving them money. So we collected donations, and with the monies that we raised, we went out and shopped for products and worked with Bryce Hammond, who is um, part of the Volusia County School Board, and I'm uh, sorry, not the Volusia County School Board, but um, the arts program. He's over the arts program for Volusia County Schools. So we worked with him on that. Nice. So what was cool was how you did this. So, so you don't usually think of art and war, right? right. I know. It was a twist on a book. So, but, <laughs> right. but what's interesting is, and I know very little about it. What I know about art, you know, you guys... I just said it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what was cool was that you you know you could sit there and with you know like at a cocktail party and then you're watching these amazing artists who start with an empty canvas, mm-hmm. a blank canvas, and then they create right in front of you within 20 minutes. Within 20, right in a, in a time limit of yes. 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was a very popular event. It was a three series um, event. It was um, for the summer. And the last one was held at the Hard Rock, and we had over 300 people in attendance. Well, the first two were in Daytona Design District and yes. Get Inside Galaxy Lighting, that area on Blue Road, which is really expanding amazingly well. I love what's happening down there. But you outgrew it. Yes, we did. We're working with um, the Daytona Design District to host more events, art events, because that's they want to be the art district of the downtown area i love that we're gonna have districts we have districts i know, I know. that'll be fun <laughs> i live in the art district well you know a lot of people think blue road i drive down blue road and it's you know you got the salvation army you, got, you know but if, if you Caribbean ever take Jack. a helicopter view of that piece of property it's beautiful it's right there on the wall you got water on a couple of sides of course you've got some nice restaurants down mm-hmm. there and some nice 
riverfront property, right? So it's, yes. It's a. They have wonderful plans, so I'm hoping that um, they can see some of their plans through with the help of the city and private investors. Um, they'd like to do some type of an, a gallery, a coffee shop. It's a warehouse district, so right. it lends a lot of artistic creativity. Right. It can be our Daytona, Brooklyn, right? Right. Well, it's like the blank canvas <laughs> I was just talking about. It's a right. blank canvas. You can right. do what you want with it. Yeah. That's cool. That's exciting. So if somebody wanted to participate in the Embry-Riddle, uh, the Maverick Art Festival, is it only for students or can anybody in the community get involved? Anyone in the community. All artists are welcome. Um, poetry slam. I'm going to do a poetry slam. Yes, I'm excited about that. <laughs> I'll practice here. You guys can tell me all what these, you think. All these aggressive verbs tied into <laughs> to the word art. It's kind of slam. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds aggressive. I know it does, but it won't be. No, uh, we're welcoming fine artists, um, graphic artists. Uh, we are also partnering with Volusia County Schools. We've invited all of their teachers to come up with a collaborative art project to show at the event. Um, we're working with Bethune Cookman, uh, Daytona State College, and the Southeast School of Photography. Um, they will all be participating, and we're really excited to announce that we're going to have an art mob at the event, which... Mob. Is, <laughs> uh, mob. Mob. Yes. War. Slam. Mob. No. So a mob's just kind of like, what? let's define mob in this... Um, let's think about context. a flash mob, yeah. um, but it's with painting, dancing, poetry, singing, musicians... So it's all different types of art coming together, and we're calling it Art Mob. And where will the location be? Is it outside then? Outside. uh, If it rains, we have the inside area on the student lawn, the student union lawn at Embry-Riddle. And uh, we're hoping to have a nice crowd. Last year, they had a beer tent, and that's what we'll be doing this year as well. And uh, they they called it the beer garden. And um, we'll have food and other students, especially Embry-Riddle students, it's about their event. Um, they're inviting other colleges and students to participate. So we'll have Embry-Riddle students art, which is very exciting because there are some really talented artists at that location. That's exciting. And the date is October the 24th. It's a Thursday. So from yes. what, 4 from to 4 8? 4 to 8. Mm-hmm. 4 to 8 p.m. And so they can find out online somewhere to how to submit an application or be part of the event? Yes, um, they can go to www.im, that's I, the letter M, dash Daytona.com. That's im dash Daytona.com, or you can email at art at im dash Daytona.com. We're also on Facebook, Maverick Art Festival. So like us, share us, love us, if you want. (laughs) Maverick, I like the word maverick. Yeah, that, that can be. Also violent, I guess. <laughs> Along that. your lines. I think they're thinking to, more of yeah. light. But that's exciting. That's the, This just goes to show there are so many things going on yeah, in the area. Absolutely. And this time of year, we seem to be getting into festival season when there's a lot of different yes. events to do. Your dance card will be full. Now, as soon as hurricane season goes away yeah. and the weather gets a little cooler, mm-hmm. festivals will be upon us. So how where did this idea come for Teresa for... Um, the war of art i always want to say art of war which is a book but 
how did that i mean it's just such a unique you know once i heard it oh, that made a lot of sense but uh, how did that come about there is a, a national show okay. where artists battle head to head and um angel loudon who is was our, our artist coordinator for the event she had participated in that okay and it's a national event and we thought that we could add a little bit more to the event it's mostly sitting like you're sitting at the peabody and you're watching artists on stage we want it to make it a little bit more interactive where people can walk through and really get an up close look at the art um and angel is the brainchild behind the idea for bringing it here to daytona is she involved with some of the mural art as well yes in the area that's what i thought it would be nice to see that expand. I know, I, th- I think it's Ormond has decided that they were going to do more mm-hmm. murals on, yes. on b- buildings. We have a few in the area. And this building has a mural on one on the other side, on the south side. Right. Um, Angel has participated in Art in the Alley, so you've seen mm-hmm. her murals. And she, her art is all over town. She has a, a studio in, in Ormond Beach, in the Railroad District. Another district. Yes. I know. There are districts <laughs> popping up all over the place. <laughs> This will be the podcast district. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the um, but the, I, it's just so cool. To, and how do you find the artists? I guess is how did we? You know, I didn't realize we had. I didn't think about it a whole lot. But how many artists you, you were able to get? How how different they were, and but but good. And of course, trying to judge art is a little tricky. But yeah, you can't really judge art. No. It, it's subjective. But you know, here okay. So here's dummy me. Don't know much about art, right? So my my criteria for which one I liked was if I came home every night and looked at it, which one would I still like a month from now or a year from now? Okay. Cause some of them jump out at you right away and you're like, wow, that's, and I was like, okay, that might wear my, that might, you well, know, the, the elephant with zebra stripes might wear me out. <laughs> whereas something other, a little calming might, but that's just yeah, me. You know right. what I mean? Well, art makes you feel something and, right. and that's what it's about. You know, there's a connection and everyone has a different connection to a piece of art. And that's that's what's so beautiful about art. Yeah. Um, anyone can be an artist. I mean, there are all different levels of artists, but anyone can be creative and put their thoughts out, whether it's right. um, on paper, on canvas, or dance, mm-hmm. any other type of art. They were talking about a blank canvas <laughs> with a few hundred people watching you, and you got 20 minutes. Oh, the pressure was Not on. How many people can do that? The pressure well. was on, and right. there was a lot of practice. Um, I, we know that the artists had been practicing for days uh, and hours leading up to the event. I know, for instance, Thais, she told me about her routine and how she practiced for 12 hours to try to get her painting right. into 20 minutes. And then there's the thought that when you're up there on stage you have this idea in your mind and then that that bell rings and right. all those ideas just kind of yeah. you go out the door because you're working in a time constraint right. so i've heard a lot of artists say i didn't even paint what i practiced or i didn't paint what i wanted to paint but it's also exciting that it, the whole idea of the event was to bring awareness right. to artists and people who appreciate art and we did that Uh, we have a community of artists who are tighter now than we've ever seen it and we're doing art events coming up for instance this weekend the art walk the ormond art walk 
Oh, yeah. There, there will be several artists from War of Art called Art Mob uh, coming together to do live painting at Thais's gallery this evening. So there's always something uh, going on in the art community. And it's, it's exciting because, you know, a, a lot of times you hear the story about the starving artists and artists mm-hmm. don't get paid enough, whether it's different kinds of art, not just painting or sculpture or writers. But what's exciting about this, the whole War of Art event is you brought that to where people were, there was being paying to watch people actually do art, not just perform on a football field or a basketball field or, or in a movie, but they were paying to watch this. And the artists themselves responded amazingly well. They were ta- they were talking, they were engaging, they mm-hmm. were doing their work, amaz- as we saw beautifully, but they were also engaging with the rest of the crowd and explaining what they were doing. And really, um, the responsiveness, I thought, was probably unlike something I had seen before, because how many times are they just alone in the studio? Right. Practicing, practicing, just like any other art or, yeah. or vocation that one might have. And many of them, that is their living. That's how they make their living through their art. So they got commissions from the event and invited to galleries and other events throughout the area. So is there a plan to to do that again anytime soon or that's still in the works? Um, Everything is still in the works. (laughs) I understand. Uh, It's like a blank canvas. Yes. (laughs) We plan on doing Art Mob, which is another live painting event. Um, So that's our next focus with Maverick Art Festival. Um, I imagine there will be another season of War of Art. Um, It was was fun. It was three months in a row. We gained a lot of recognition for our community our our community and uh would love to do that again yeah i guess as i said that because i get it seemed like it re- i only went to the last one but it just seemed like it had a lot of momentum behind it yes people were pretty excited to be be there and checking it out and visually it was so appealing uh you had you your your team promoted it very well but also afterwards everybody had a favorite artist and they continued to post videos and images of the event which all cast it in in an amazing light as well yes um, we had a lot of social media coverage and um, we're still receiving notifications and people posting pictures constantly so and that's four weeks after the event very cool it's exciting more art in daytona the art district be part of the art we expect you to help keep keep us posted on all things art with (laughs) aggressive verbs attached to it as <laughs> we'll part of do. the daytona scene as part so, of the daytona scene before i go i'd like to say i think that daytona beach and al you and i had a conversation about this several years ago can host a city-wide art festival like a mini art basil yeah. and that is my goal to bring something like that to this area and working with the artist communities and Embry Riddle and all different galleries and art organizations and bringing everyone together to do something like, a like Spiletto that. Like a in Charleston, kind of how they our, I, their- art prize in uh, um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, huge. They mm-hmm. the artist set up in uh, for month two months and they in different places in public places and the art just stays up and then people get to vote on it and 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 they say art prize because. Um, the benefactor gives a huge prize. So they had 
with all that money they attract. So we've that's some I think maybe you and I talked about yes, before trying that to get started off the ground. But right here on Daytona scene with yeah. Teresa and now. Right. Yeah. Be mm. Very cool. But, but please hang with us here a little bit. We're gonna keep moving. I'm I've got a speaking of downtown and projects. So I you know, we're in the midst of a renaissance in the downtown, however you want to look at it, no matter what you you know, we think about different parts and pieces this is definitely uh things are happening really fast and um the first thing that people are going to notice is the new streetscape that's going to start to take effect in january and so i wanted to share um with you and, and through this podcast my involvement with that and, and the amount of misinformation that's out there is, is not surprising but it's frustrating right so i actually was the chairman of the Re- downtown redevelopment board in 2008 so that being the position of overseeing a project called riverfront master plan and the, the idea of downtown is the riverfront it's great we have a one-sided street with buildings right and the other side is a park which is beautiful but it's very passive and in most downtowns you have kind of a you know synergy between the two sides of a street we don't have that so the thought was we through, through leadership of the city and, and some different commissioners at the time was like how do we how do we engage the other side of the street? And so 18 months, 18 meetings, we brought in professionals. People had done this, the original streetscape, professionals from out of town. And then a lot of people that live and work on the street. Um, so we, we did that. We came up with a great plan. And part of the plan was to widen the sidewalks and instead of four lanes of traffic on Beach Street to cut it down to two which then will make this, the park feel closer to the other side, right? And then, then we had like $2 million we were hoping to get to redo the park, not knowing that Hi, at C.C. Brown were going to come in and give us $15 million to right. do the park. But So anyway, this is 2009. We get Kelly White elected as a city commissioner, and she's on board. She sees it. You know, her and her family have a lot at stake in the downtown. And, of course, the recession hits, and nothing happens. For good reason, because there's no money, and I don't know that anything could have helped at the time. But in the meantime, this plan that we came up with, solid plan, got passed by city commission unanimously, went on to the MPO, Metropolitan Planning Planning Organization. Organization, So if you know anything about the MPO, it's like you, it's it's people who understand transportation and and understand the principles that, that have worked all over the world, and especially in this part of the country, and so when they go to give you money, you get graded on how well your plan is. And then based on that grade, they put you in order of who gets money when. There again, recession wasn't a whole lot of money. There's still not a whole lot of money into that. But I say all that because here's, here's an objective body of experts that understand what you're trying to do. And they took this plan. We got a very high grade, high nine, like in the 90 percentile, which is not usually that People don't usually get that high a score. So we got the funding we needed. The bottom line is we got matching funds to do this. And we also have money from the downtown that was set aside. So we were able to do this project based on, not based on, you know, some knuckleheads in a room that think, oh, it'd be cool to to have two lanes instead of four. All the things that we want to do. And so that's where we're at right now, City Commission. Again, we have this plan. It's looking to start. They've now decided to wait till January to let the merchants get through the busy uh, Christmas season and do that. 
And people are losing their minds over this, reducing it to two lanes. I mean, some of the things, well, how does a delivery truck stop? How does, you know, all the things that, you know, where's the bus going to stop? Where, well, what's going to stop? You know, we're actually going to add more parking. So there'll be both sides of the street now will have um, angle parking. It actually even changed the angle a little bit. So it's a little easier to back up. How are you going to back up? I mean, there's a lot of concerns. I understand concerns. But this is a solid plan, and it's going to increase the parking, widen the sidewalks, and most importantly, and why I think the MPO gave it such a high score, B-Treat's not, is not a, should not be a thoroughfare. It should not be where you go to get from point A to point B. It should be the point where you're headed to. You're either going or you're leaving, not going through. And what we have right now is four lanes where people are boogieing right through here. That does the merchants in the downtown no good to have to be a thoroughfare. And so there's been a lot of, all of a sudden there's experts, Lisa, there's experts everywhere. (laughs) My brother called me the other day and he's like, channel nine's out here. (laughs) About the redevelopment. And my brother's, um, you know, you talk about artists. I mean, my brother's uh, the candy maker is great. I mean, he's amazing at what he does, but he's not all that up to speed on everything else because he doesn't want, you know, I don't blame him. He's busy doing what he's doing. I mean, the amount of people they put through that chocolate factory on a daily basis is staggering. I mean, it's a staggering number. It's huge. And he goes, well, I, I don't, I'm all for it. He's like, why are these people so upset? He's like second guessing himself. He's like, why are all these people so mad? I, I got customers coming in and telling me, you know, this is crazy. You're going to, you know, nobody's going to come down here. And he goes, I watch him walk in the back door and tell me how nobody's ever going to park out front. <laughs> you know, it's just but crazy. So there seems to be a lot of um, misinformation and like I said, so a lot of people who suddenly become experts in planning, I guess the reason I wanted to say all this is that this is based in solid urban planning. It's not based on, you know, me and a few friends got together and you had a few beers and said, let's do this. You know, it's a, it's a definitely a, a big part of the future of downtown. Yeah, I think some of the skepticism I've read stems from a perception that, well, there was issues with Orange Avenue, so there's going to be issues with this. Or other reasons related, or not even understanding, because I really don't know the schedule. Is it starting at Orange? Is it starting you know, further north? And then will the median be taken away? Or will there still be a median there? Okay, good question. So we went through, it's funny, I was involved in the chocolate business when we moved downtown. We moved in, in October of 97. Well, in May, a few short months later of 98, I think it was, they started the streetscape that now you see on Beach Street. Well, that was similar to Orange Avenue's because they had to go underground and they had to replace all, you know, all the plumbing and everything under utilities underground. They had to get, and nobody knew what was under there because it'd been the 1800s, I think. I mean, it'd been a long Probably time. Probably didn't want to know what yeah, was under there. So there was some unknowns, and that's what happened on Orange Avenue. There was a lot of unknowns underneath the road. So there is none of that going on. With This is all cosmetic. This is basically they're going to take out the um, the pavers that are there now, replace them with new pavers, and make the sidewalks where one lane, it's where one lane is now. We'll push out where the parking space is now will be, will be sidewalk. And then where that first lane is next we'll to the parking. stores will be parking. And then you'll have the median, and then the other lane will be there, and then you'll widen, 
you'll increase the parking on the park side and widen the sidewalk on that side. And so in terms of scheduling, they each, each they've got like six different um, segments that they've broken it up to. And I think it's like less than a month for each one. Oh, wow. And a lot of it's mm-hmm. going to be done at night. And, and so it's, while the, you might get detoured, you're not going to, the street's never going to be closed where you can't get through. And there's a lot of concern about that. And understandably so, if you've been on, you know, those, especially the merchants on the south end closest to Orange Avenue, you've been through Orange Avenue, which affected downtown. And now you got this bridge that has taken. It's been three year, years right? now, it's right? A, a, a t- more than a year behind. So understandably, people are, are uh, you know, they're concerned, optimistic, something cautiously. Else that's yeah, what else is, how is this going to impact yeah. us? So I think the whole thing is, like I said, maybe three months total to do that. They've broken up the segments so they can right. do it that way. But the Orange Avenue to Magnolia section will be first? Or is that, that decided, no, Jared, is it going to uh, go further north? I believe it's to the north on the park side uh, somewhere. Um, like where the new marina is, which is very cool. Yeah, but uh, but not on that side of the street. So it's it's Orange Avenue and uh, excuse me, ISB and Beach on and the Bay up to Bay the south street. sides. Yeah, yeah. No, it's before oh, Bay, not on that side. So Magnolia. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, nice. it's going to be. But it's yeah. just so much. It's just uh, like yeah. I said a lot of uh, and, and the press. You know, the Channel Nines and the, the News Journal and different people there. You know, they're kind of stirring the pot to make a story, which is kind of, you know, we both worked in radio and media. We kind of understand that nobody yeah. nobody really cares about the school bus that got to school on time and nobody got hurt. You know, that's not really much of a story. So you got to look for something well, to yeah. create. And, and I think there's a lot of merchants. Now, I will tell you that the longtime merchants and longtime stakeholders and property owners in the downtown totally get this. And while they can't agree on everything, they certainly agree on this. They see the value in doing this. And making it, like I said, I think the main thing is this now becomes a place where you want to be. It creates, and then you add the park across the street, which will be, you know, guard, beautiful gardens and a lot of shade and a lot of activities. That's perfect for what we need moving forward. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. The dog and I like to uh, <laughs> walk around, yes. discover new things downtown. Yeah. And so I'll never forget, say, it, just to wrap this up, so I'll never forget i was after doing this and then sitting for years like t- almost 10 years of nothing right and i was like wow i i mean i put a lot into that and so a lot of other people did too and i was like man did, for all that time i'm thinking oh all that work you know sitting on a shelf and so we finally got the mpo thing and then i got word that hyatt and cc were thinking about doing something with the park so i got invited to a preliminary meeting before the public knew and there's our plan. You know, they hand out the plan that we had. It was like, we were hoping maybe $2 million, right? Maybe $2 million. Well, they sit there and tell me and a few other uh, people who had been involved. They're putting in $15 million into the park of their own money just to make it nicer. Because they see as they're building uh, the Brown and Brown building, which if you have not seen it downtown, you can see it from the beach side. <laughs> this yeah. building is huge. It is. And the, the elevator shafts, I think, are all complete yeah. now, and the steel, yeah. steel's going up. So I think it's very cool. I mean, I just think that we're, I'd say three years from now, um, talk about Renaissance, it's going to change. So we're going to need art districts. We're going to need, you know, I'm, of course, my thing is we need more music. We need more car shows. We need more things for people to do. And, and, we, and we do have something back to our 
begins the conversation is we do have a bit of a blank canvas that we're working with now that I think you'll see a lot of investment in the, in the downtown. People see the potential. We'll end up with uh, probably a little more experienced and more uh, better capitalized businesses open in mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah, and I think targeting months. those types of business, long-term interest yeah. business, there's a lot of short-term thinking that sometimes goes awry because yeah. markets will go up and down. We will have another recession. We will have another boom time. But what, what is long-lasting and, and who wants to invest here? And I think there's a lot of people that do and bringing the artists yeah. as well, because I know as a, as a, if I had young children and say my business was contemplating moving to the Daytona area, I would want to make sure they had good schools. They had an arts program. They had things for the kids to get involved in. It wasn't right. just about my job and nobody ever moves just about the job. Right. It's about the location. Well, so we can really support that. Right. And like you live downtown. So that urban, I know you enjoyed it. I know, um, some people live around you. I know several people live downtown and they just love living downtown. Most of them, it's past the kids part for the most part. It's, right. you know, your kids have, have oh, flew the coop. And, and so the coop has been flown. Yes. But the location is great. And there are, there is a lot of parking behind the shops yeah. on Beach Street that is usually filled during the Halifax Art Festival. I think yeah. that's one of the only times it really gets full. Yeah. But there is some parking. And I know we, we're adding parking, which is important for people when they come downtown. Very important that we, you know, for some reason, and my brother said this yesterday, he was kind of ranting. And I understood because he'd been pounded on several people. He's like, you know, I watch people. They pull up to as close as they can to the back door. And if the place is full of people for a tour, he said, God forbid, if they had to walk around the building to get in. Yeah, you know, but then I watch him go to the mall, park out in the parking lot, then walk half a mile to get to the store they want to, and not even think twice about it. You know, it's just uh, something I've always noticed about the downtown. People feel like they can't park right in front of the store they want to go to. It's almost like, well, which boggles my mind. It's like we all need yeah. to walk a little more, right. don't we? Well, and I think a lot of what this plan that I've seen it will help make the entire Greater Daytona Beach downtown area more walkable. More inviting to be walkable. Yeah, exactly. Because now I, I know that the sidewalk being the size it is, it's not always easy. And there are still people who occasionally will ride their bicycles or skateboard on the sidewalk, which when you've got a dog or young kids, it's yeah. difficult. But once it's wider and there's more, you know, restaurants and tables out. Sit outside. Bring, you have a bring more, park across yeah, the street. No. To make it more walkable. Yeah. So we can definitely use more exercise in the community. <laughs> so good. So so it's anyway, all good, right? I'll get off my soap off yes. box now, but I appreciate it. No, but that's great information because not everybody always knows what really is going on. Or how we got here, you and know what we, I mean? It's yeah, like we, there, the, there's a there lot plans. of plants how yeah. we got here for sure. But uh, Shall we uh, lighten things up and get into the weekend? Update? Yes. Get into what's going whack on this weekend. So this weekend, actually, we have the art walk in, in Ormond. That uh, Teresa mentioned, but right? Yes. <laughs> and what time does that start? At five o'clock. It's from five to eight. And all of the local galleries are involved. Um, you can walk in, view the art, have a sip of wine, and move on to the next gallery. Mm-hmm. And, and a recently opened brewery is the Ormond, is it called the Ormond? The Garage. The Garage mm-hmm. is open. And 
cool location, great building. One thing that I really love about it is they have a vegan menu. Oh, here we go. Edition with a vegetable butcher preparing the the food, which you may be familiar with. They were actually, they did food for the Art of War. Yes. War of Art. War of Art. Mm -hmm. You make carrots taste like tuna. Yeah. And just all taste delicious. So So that's that's exciting. You can hop in, have some vegan food and uh, a beer and buy some art. Their crab cakes were amazing. And there was no crab in them. I just couldn't believe that. Yeah. Delicious, great. Um, they're a pop-up culinary. They're artists. Yeah, that's what they do. They My kind of art, kind <laughs> you can eat, <laughs> kind of food art. They're going to actually <laughs> be part of our uh, Veg Fest. That'll be November. Oh, that's right. As yeah, well. Veg Fest, the Volusia Veg Fest, which will be at the Ormond Brewing Company. So yeah, that'll be awesome. Very and good. coming up this, in the next weekend, uh, do we have anything rescheduled? Oh, we have. Okay, so for uh, the twenty-first, got that. Mm-hmm. Also, this is not rescheduled, but here's some things coming up in, in the uh, Volusia County area. Downtown DeLand Classic Car Cruise-In, which they do once a month. Very cool. One one of the side streets there. There's another downtown I want to add that's got, their main road has has two lanes. If you look at Flagler Avenue in New Smyrna, their, their main road is two lanes. Somehow they survive, you know. Right. And you can't turn right or you can't turn north or south. Yeah. From New York, the main, like, 44, on you have to go around to get there. It's like the old joke, nobody, yeah. it's too busy because nobody goes there anymore. And they, Friday nights, there's, the first Friday, I think there's the, <laughs> there's the DeLand Art Festival, and they have food yes. trucks as well. Yep, they do a great job there. And then coming up in, on the 28th, um, a really popular, fun event at the Casements, or Rockefeller Garden in New, I mean, in Ormond Beach is King of the Grill. Have you been to that? No. Yes. I don't know I if have. they have a vegan. No, part they of that don't. Yet. This might be. They don't. That's you know. I have been there to support friendly. the Ormond Chamber and the businesses in the area. Yes. But it's kind of cool because everybody get a lot of uh, you know amateur barbecue guys get out there and do their thing. It's a whole lot of fun. Very community related from noon to six. And for those of us who uh, love college football, I'll, you know, don't. Don't worry, they have big screen TVs out there and you can watch your favorite team. Unless your favorite team's like mine, Florida State, then maybe it's not a bad idea to, you know, watch the game later. Get a new After team. After you know what yeah. happened and it won't be so painful. <laughs> and there's that, actually an art walk in, in Canal Street, too. On yes. this, on the hub. This, this one, this weekend, and next week, I guess it's the first Saturday. There's a lot of first Saturday events. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the hub. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is something that you might have, this might, I don't know if you heard about this, it's always a very cool thing. The second Saturday of every month, the laser rock concert at the planetarium at the museum. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. They're doing um, new shows. They're doing, all, uh, you know, a rock show. They have Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin show. A lot of Floyd, Pink Floyd stuff that they do out there. So that's, um, that's a really, they're doing, let's see, they're doing laser vinyl at seven. They're doing Rocket Man. So they'll, you know, Elton John, hot right now, so they're taking advantage of that. And then another really hot band right now is Queen. Two movies, amazing how those two movies really have taken those mm-hmm. that music to a new level. So they're going to have that. So that's a very cool thing to check out. And isn't there at the Bandshell, the music scene is still continuing with yes. the Star Spangled series. Is it coming up next weekend, Metallica? Metallica. I think, a tribute to Metallica. Okay, I have to just say this because it's just... What I find interesting out of the news journal, they don't put the picture of the of the tribute band 
that's going to do Metallica, whoever. They actually show the band Metallica. So if one didn't know better, they think, oh, Metallica's coming. <laughs> to the band so show. Perverse about and it's that free. <laughs> Why are they showing? It's like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And they actually showed a picture of them like from 20 years ago. Yeah. It's like, why would they? Wouldn't they put yeah. the band and what they look like? Isn't that kind of false? Anyway. Yeah, tribute to. And speaking of tributes, a tribute to Frankie Valley will be at the Athens Theater in Deland on September the 14th. So let's hang on. And their picture that they show is, is of not a Frankie Valley. It, <laughs> it's actually the it's people a, the pretending tribute, to be Frankie. Yeah, the tribute to Frankie Valley. And we've uh, Tom Petty has a tribute band, doesn't he? Wildflowers. Yeah. Yeah. That's coming to the. I don't know what mm-hmm. had the date, but anyway, they're, they're coming. Yeah. There's several shows left in that series that both Friday and Saturday night, I believe uh, through, through September. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. Check out the band show. Great place to uh, take in a concert all free. You can uh, get a nicer seat for a few bucks if you like to do that. But if not, it's all free and they've got uh, food and beverage out there and uh, you know, pretty, pretty amazing place right there on well, the to have yeah to hear the ocean to have the ocean right there and sit outside under the stars listening to tribute bands no but it's it's fun yes. <laughs> yes. there's also an, a jazz fest coming up the 19th annual new smyrna beach jazz fest will be uh september 26th through the 29th very cool what they do with that is they move it from business to business on on flagler avenue mostly on flagler they might have added canal now but but mostly and pretty well-known Max have done a great job with that. It's really uh, helped bolster kind of the art art side of that whole thing. Very and cool. then speaking of great local bands, at the Bank and Blues. Yes. You yes. were there last night. I was. And I, when you said Beatles, I'm all, all right. ears. Magnificent 12 is the band. Jeremy and Andrea Mix have created this, and they've brought in some great other musicians along with them. And last night they did the Stones versus uh, the Beatles. It was uh, Abbey Road, no, Mystery Tour versus Some Girls. It was really well done. So are they really doing well a mashup and playing both? Well, they played, well, they played the, the Stones in the whole album. And then they took a little break and they came out and did the Beatles. Very well done. But this coming week they're doing Where Rubber Meets the Road, Abbey Road, and Rubber Soul. So well, that's double both Beatles. Beatles. Yay. It's double Beatle week. But the, yeah. every Friday night in September, they're doing this. And I encourage people to get out and support. It's only 10 bucks. I mean, it's a great show. You um, can get tickets at the door. or Tickets there at the door. Or you can go on to the Bank and Blues website. And you can mm-hmm. buy You can pick your seat right there. It's a, it's a great service. Great great venue that I enjoy working in. And then Bridget Kelly is a great uh, blues band. going to be there on Saturday night, the 14th. So a whole lot of good stuff going on it seems like the bank and blues club has had a lot of artists lately i've noticed yes every saturday night more. every set they've got mm-hmm. uh, a national act pretty much every saturday night i'm actually doing a show there in a few weeks with mark hodgson a local oh, yeah. great uh, blues player he's getting mm-hmm. his band back together getting the band, uh, band back, back together. together the uh rudy tootie band oh i saw them a couple yeah. weeks ago uh, joe king is part of that band yeah this right? is a different iteration of that but mm-hmm. um he did some great stuff back in the day. He's an amazing yeah. musician. Well, my friend Beth went with me, and she actually grew up around here and remembers going to see the Rudy Tootie Band, because when I told her about it, she's like, oh, yeah. We used to see them all the time back in the back in the 80s. Yep. It was a good time. And then Tesla. I don't know if you're... Uh, uh, I'm not much of a metal fan, but... Oh, that yeah. the car? I no, thought you meant the car. car. <laughs> no, the band is going to be at the Peabody. Coming what? up. So check that out. I know ticket sales have 
gone really well for that. And you know, I like I do a lot of work with uh, and do another show on a, another on a radio station WNDB, and I work with Mike from Atlantic Sounds. And by far, the biggest selling genre is uh, is metal. Really? Yeah. Now, is that what the the Rockville concert is? Is that yeah, metal? Rockville's metal? Yeah. That'll for good be com- reason. <laughs> and that will be coming to the Speedway next yeah. year, right? Yeah. I'm not sure the date will we'll definitely, uh, that'll give us a reason mm-hmm. to talk about music, which always yeah. works for me. <laughs> and learn more about metal. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway. That, that, that's all that I've got. That's, that's all that I, I got. I will say, um, on the music front, I'll share with you what's in my CD player right now. It's Rock on Tours. You ever heard of Rock on Tours? Yes, I have. have Ra Ra Riot. Isn't that one of their albums? Yes, song? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. was good. Like nine. I hadn't really wasn't that familiar with them. Mm-hmm. They, they hadn't put an album out in like ten years. But Jack White, who's kind of the main guitar player in that, and uh, they just do a great job. It's a great record. Not the Daytona Jack White. Not different that Jack, Jack White. White. No, the guitar, one of the greatest guitar players. White stripes. Ever. White stripes, exactly. And then also, yeah. I'll, one last thing about that, Greg Allman, they, they, uh, his, his masterpiece, his solo record that he put out less than two years after the sudden death of his brother, Dwayne, of the Allman Brothers, he put out a solo record called Laid Back. And it's just a masterpiece, and they've remastered that and put it out. And I uh, highly recommend that if anybody's a uh, Greg Allman, Allman Brothers fan to check that out. But, um, with that, I don't have anything else. You got anything else, Lisa? No, just go to your farmer's markets and uh, local, yes. local stores. For Check us out. And like us, thing. love us, give us high ratings, whatever it takes. Bobby, thanks so much. We got one, sure. in, the, one in here. Yeah. Cool. And our, with our logo, we're going to have a website and Facebook page and everything. Please yes. comment on ideas of next future stories and things we should talk about. Great. Talk to you next week. All right. Daytona Scene Podcast with Alan Lisa.